Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Pop Increase. Wow, it's been a while actually, hasn't it, Ani? Yeah, it's been, I mean, a lot's happened since then. I actually haven't really watched any cricket since, so it's good to be, it's like a, it's nice and fresh to be talking about cricket again. Yeah. Uh, freshly off of the vaccination that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope the side effects weren't too bad. At least I hope the side effects of no cricket was also not too bad. I did get to watch a bit of the Bangladesh Sri Lanka tour, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you uh, talk about your experience of the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've just been keeping up with. I'm a big sports guy in general, so mm-hmm. you know, I've been keeping up with the football, basketball, uh, all of the off-season stuff, and every other sport, NFL stuff like that. So I, I just have been <laughs> keeping up with every other sport as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's nice. I mean, we're very close to the World Test Championship finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, super exciting, and this is like a an, a lovely primer. I, I England New Zealand always a, a cool series to watch. Fairly evenly matched, yeah. always. Yeah. Uh, two sides equipped, and what, wherever they're playing, home or away. So yeah, uh, excited. Yeah, and I also feel like it's a it's a great way to build up to the final too, like you mentioned, because um, tested lords, test cricket back, fans are back in England. So lots happening this week. Yeah, lots happening. Also, but can I, can I just say, isn't it weird to have like the first test of the series, this series at Lords, and then not the finals? That's so, yeah, that is so, I, I don't, I don't understand. Even I don't get the reasoning behind that because I think I guess when they did schedule the game at Southampton, I don't think they envisioned crowd or maybe even um, like England being this better off with COVID. So I think it was all to do with integrity of the bubble and. Southampton having a hotel on on ground and everything played played into it, but I mean I guess yeah it's very weird like a ground like Southampton which um, doesn't really hold a lot of traditional value even with the English Test Arena is not like it, it's hosting the finals. Yeah, I mean even oh, I mean Oval I guess that's London too, but something mm-hmm. like Leeds, uh, Headingley, yeah, or um, even Manchester Old Trafford. Old Trafford, I think. Yeah, they, Old Trafford. Oh, Old Trafford would perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. they, they do have a hotel on campus. So, yeah, it's very weird how Southampton got the pick. Um, but um, what I did notice, though, was uh, keeping in mind with the two, two teams that are going into the final, which is New Zealand and India. And New Zealand are now in England, going to kick off the test summer of the English season tomorrow. Uh, New Zealand actually... I think are doing a great job in preparing for the World Test Championship final because they played a practice game at Southampton last week. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know this. So, and and did they test? Like, uh, I'll be interested interested to hear what happened in that match. If there are any like, uh, you know, uh, insights that can be gleaned onto from that from that so, practice game. Yeah, I think it was um, it was more like they were feeling out their squad. They were looking at. I mean, we all know New Zealand's a very uh, like you know uh, they 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 prefer a lot of their stability. Uh, they don't look to make a lot of changes, uh, and that speaks to the bowling attack that they've preferred over the last two three years. They, they didn't really have any need to make a change, but yeah, they they still like to keep their stability and stuff. But they did give a few uh, chances to their probable debutants and returnees. Uh, I think there was. Uh, Two names which did a lot of rounds, which is uh, Devin Conway and Rachin Ravindra. And I think we might get to see a bit of both of them in the England-New Zealand series. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that they had a practice game. I mean, yeah, that's that's normal, but uh, it feels like these two games itself will will be practice test matches for the true World Test Championship. Uh, I'm not I'm I'm not sure if this uh, test series has a lot of consequence ranking wise or, or anything like that uh, for either side. So I I mean, New Zealand, it's 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 prime time to test things out, maybe rotate. You know, uh, you know they can they can do really anything in these two tests. Feel out the conditions, uh, take it easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know they have a lot of leeway for these two test games. Exactly, and that actually brings brings us to the first talking point, which is uh, what exactly is the purpose of this tour? Uh, I think from both teams' perspective, I was actually reading the preview on Crickinfo, and um, they did mention uh, how England are looking at as at this series as a way to boost their coffers like they did have a lot of um, losses and the broadcasters weren't too happy with how last summer was impacted and albeit wasn't in anyone's control uh, the pandemic was what it was so uh, I think this is a way uh, the ECB is trying to make up for some of the profits that they could have had last season so I think that's why they have agreed to a tour this tour wasn't even scheduled in until like four or five months ago so New Zealand, I think, were prospectively thinking of being in the final. And I think that was their reasoning on wanting to have this tour. And England saw it as a win-win. Like, I mean, if they go into the final, they get two games to practice. If they didn't, they probably get uh, broadcast revenue. So those were the reasons that I could think of. Uh, what else do you think could be a probable reason for this sudden test tour? I mean, that's... I, I mean, I, I think I would agree 100% with uh, what you said right now. But I guess if I'm taking a slightly less cynical approach, um, looking at England, they seem to have a lot of new names here, a lot of young players. Um, as far as the batsmen go, I mean, you know, no Bairstow, no Butler. Yeah. Uh, I can't see Stokes either. Really, it's just uh, Root being the veteran guy trying to lead a, a young squad. So maybe it would be it's an it's an it's an ideal time to test out a lot of these young players, including Sibley and Crawley and Burns, who've not had that much test experience. So to get you know all the Pope, you know, so to just give all of these guys a little bit of chance. Uh, the bowling, uh, bowling, you know, you, we've got Anderson Broad back. I mean, it makes sense for Root Anderson Broad to play because they don't play other form. I mean, especially Anderson and Broad, they don't play other formats. Um, I like the decision of getting Mark Wood some amount of reps as a bowler because, you know, he's constantly injured and Jofra is also constantly injured. So to keep him in the rotation always is, is good. But yeah, it seems like, you know, if we're looking at it optimistically, we're looking at, you know, England trying to really see who their test players of the future are, especially in that batting lineup, which is like really volatile right now. There's really no one. There, there are really only two dependable batsmen there in Root and Stokes in that uh, test side. So I think they really want to test out who the bats, batsmen of the future are. Which interestingly um, boards ahead to the next talking point, actually, because um, like you mentioned, a lot of new faces in the English squad, a few new faces even in the Kiwi squad. So um, England have, not, uh, have mentioned that uh, Bracey is going to get his cap tomorrow. They're looking at him as a prospective long-term wicket-keeping option. Uh, and um, there are uh, other few more names which could uh, probably see debuts in this series. Uh, I'd like to point out two names mostly in each team. One is Bracey and the other one is Robinson from England. 
and the other one is Rachin Ravindra and Conway. Uh, how do you think their chances are of uh, getting into the 11s? Um, I think, I mean, for, with England, it makes a lot of uh, makes a lot of sense to try these guys out. Mm. Um, I, I would I, I would say that's a pretty high chance that they go with that. Especially, I don't think Anderson and Broad are playing both games. I think they're just going to play play one game each to sort of just keep their uh, game reps up and you know not not get out not get out of playing cricket for too long. Mm-hmm. I, I think what England might do. And I think what they really should do is they should play one game with all of their frontline bowlers. So it should be Anderson, Broad, and Wood. Okay. And another game where they they try out they uh, with Ollie Stone as their frontline bowler. You play you play Overton. You play Robinson. Um, you you test out this young bowling lineup. You you drop them into the deep end. You know what's the worst that could happen? Uh, yeah. It's not that consequential of a series. So uh, I would actually go that route with 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 England. And uh, yeah, I think uh, this this is like a very interesting uh, sort of experimental time for for Joe Root. Uh, it's it's probably the least amount of pressure he's had since he's become captain. And uh, I think um, I think it's it should open him up to try new players. And but the thing with England, I've always had a problem is that they've had an extremely short leash very recently. Um, ben Folks, who is withdrawn from the squad, um, yep, I thought got a, way too short of a leash. But that was a yeah. fake injury, right? Like, I mean, I heard yeah, I know for this for this series, yes. But like, he was dropped after one bad game in West Indies. Oh yeah, uh, after winning Ma- uh, yeah. Man of the Series in Sri Lanka. So, yeah. you know, I thought they they didn't really do him justice. The whole Dom Best situation was very confusing. Um, you know the way Bearstow, like even the experienced players have mm-hmm. been, you know, handled. It's it's kind of really weird, and that's like in stark contrast to just how much of a leash Butler was given. And listen, Butler deserves it because you know he's world class, and you, mm-hmm. just the chance of him being great, you you take it. But like I wish they were a little more like India, where they were uh, they allowed their players to fail a little more. And I guess that's a little less acceptable in a World Test Championship era. But I think they they should have look to the future and just try to give each player a solid two to three series of chances mm. before uh, completely discarding them. And I, I hope that whoever plays here is not just simply judged by what their debut looks like. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see what, how England approach this. I don't really know how, what mentality they'll go in this yeah. uh, this tour with it, it'll be interesting to see if Joe Root can really rally this young team mm-hmm. to, to to do something uh, great in this uh, in this test tour. Yeah, and and I see that they have gone with a lot of debutants and like it's a young team. They want to test out their fringe players. But the one point that I still can't wrap my head around is that they 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 picked all these fringe players, but they still don't have an out and out number three player in the whole squad. Who plays at number three? Are they going to play all their three openers? Uh, is Root going to move up to three? We don't know exactly what they have in mind. And Let's say uh, one of these guys clicks. So does that mean that's the end for Besto? Um, so many unanswered questions, especially with the big India tour coming ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think Besto has been largely underwhelming. So I, I would actually go with the three openers. Um, I don't exactly know who would drop down. I guess uh, Burns and Sibley start and Crawley goes one down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that actually, because I think uh, some some people have tried to say, you know, Joe Root's a little selfish for playing himself at four and mm-hmm. dropping other guys to the deep end. But I, I think it's important that your best player plays at the position that he's best at and that he's most comfortable yeah. at. Uh, I think that's like, that should be almost non-negotiable, even if, uh, I don't even think there's any benefit of the team situation. If he's going to score more runs at four, you you play him at four. So, um, yeah, I think I think they try the, the, the three players up top or maybe Dan Lawrence is a guy they can look at at number three. Um, oh, yeah. Not exactly sure. I'm not too confident in best or really retaining that position uh, for an extended run of time and being really mm-hmm. great at it. I, I, I think I'm a little like, uh, I'm a little less uh, this thing forgiving of uh, Bear Store right now, uh, in the test side at least. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, he has been underwhelming. He was brought into the uh, Indian tour like uh, three, four months back as the specialist spin player and he was awful the whole tour. So, yeah, I mean, great white ball player. Don't really know where he's at with the test arena. Not the same Besto we, we knew three, four years back. Uh, but, yeah, moving moving to the Kiwi side, what do you think is their best 11? Uh, Grand Dome's back and uh, do you think he fits right back into this 11? Uh, what's the what what's the best combination? I mean, I'd love to see that. I love calling Grand Dome. And I've loved how uh, New Zealand have actually used him in tests. A lot of times they give him the new ball. Mm-hmm. Like the first new ball, yeah. which is pretty cool. I, I don't think New Zealand is going to go with their uh, final test 11 on probably either of these matches. I think the final test 11 for them is going to remain uh, Blundell, Latham, Kane, Ross Taylor, mm-hmm. um, Nichols, Watling, mm-hmm. uh, Jameson, Satner, and then the three bowlers, Saudi, Bolt, and uh, Wagner. Uh, Wagner, yeah. yeah, because that's the that's that's the eleven with experience. Now, potentially, depending on how the conditions turn out, they might bring in Degrand home back instead of playing Santner. They might just not go with any spinner whatsoever. But I don't really think that's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, I, um, it will be a case of between either of uh, Jameson or Degrand home. I don't think both would play. Yeah, but I think Jameson has earned his spot in the last few test series, basically. Right? So, I think they're going to stick with it. I don't see why. I I mean, they, but I think um, they might want to rest some guys. They just might want to be like, okay, we're going to give you a game just to, you know, feel yourself out mm-hmm. and, 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 and just, you know, get, get yourself warmed up. And then I, I think, especially with the bowlers, I think they're going to rotate. I think Matt Henry is definitely getting a game in this series. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, uh, who else do they have? Doug Bracewell, which was a, a shocking selection. Yeah, he me. came That's back like, after like ages almost. Yeah, I mean that was that was completely shocking for me. Uh, so I think he's he's definitely getting a game um, in this series. I think they might go Ajaz Patel as well. Mm-hmm. So um, Daryl Mitchell might get a game. So yeah, I think I think they might give these guys some games because I think they want Bolt. Saudi Wagner, they want them a little warmer, but they want it absolutely rested, no chance of an injury whatsoever. True. And uh, yeah, I think and, I agree with you largely on that. So I think mostly, at, le- at least the Lords test, I don't think we'll see a full full strength uh, NZ side. We'll probably see a 
bit of fresh faces and like you know they probably want to mix it up i think daryl mitchell might still retain his place he's he's been having a good uh, few months in the kiwi test side too scored a scored 100 in his last game both even in the odi series against bangladesh he was, he was performing well uh, i i think it's going to be latham blundell uh, williamson i think taylor might not play tomorrow uh, i think conway might start ahead of taylor uh then they have uh, nickels watling uh then i would play mitchell over the grand home uh then santner southy jameson and wagner uh so so yeah i mean i th- i think that makes sense i think uh, it makes sense entirely for new zealand to rotate their side and and keep it safe. also because so the advantage new zealand has is they have essentially two practice games yeah the disadvantage is they potentially might have is india can scout them uh i don't know how much that really w- works but you know they can but if they don't never play the full full power lineup if they if they don't especially when it comes to the the bowling rotations yeah. even though they know it's going to be bowl saudi and wagner mm-hmm. uh i think uh in terms of just like getting like a recent film on them and 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 looking at all that uh i think that's that's one way new zealand can sort of remove that aspect of it if if that was ever a worry for new zealand but yeah so i i think i think it makes sense for new zealand to rotate do you want you you don't want any chance of an injury exactly. or anything like yeah. that you, you yeah you want to keep uh, safe. taylor's like recovering from a hamstring injury i think so i think they would want to ease him back into the squad so maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons why i think both uh Colin De Grandom and Taylor won't play tomorrow, and they probably stick with Mitchell and maybe give a debut for Conway. Yeah. So there's one thing I just noticed: Taylor is is 37 years old. Yeah. Which it's, I mean, we, and we just heard about B.J. Watling retiring after the <laughs> the the Test the Test, test Championship, but yeah, he's 35. Which okay, I guess that makes sense. But like, yeah, Ross Taylor. I mean, this could be like we could be seeing his final. Uh, uh final uh, days in test match cricket depending on how much is played in the future maybe he he announces his retirement after the series uh, after the finals as well but yeah that was that was interesting to see when he just brought up his his injury I was like yeah man how how has he been this healthy how has he played so much so much cricket isn't there forever yeah that's actually okay. one of the reasons why i don't want to hear ross taylor retirement shouts you know anytime in the near future because you know taylor's been around forever like i think since for for all the time i watched cricket so he is one of the players yeah. who's still from that 2000s era and i i really want him to keep playing on for as long as possible but yeah i mean i know it's it's not like it's not going to be the case everybody has a a shelf life and people also want want to retire yeah. when they're at their best probably don't want to go down the route when they're going to be caught out and stuff so yeah i mean i guess probably last tour of england for taylor maybe last tour of india if that tour goes ahead uh so yeah maybe a lot of last for ross taylor coming ahead yeah for sure i mean and he's such a different player also right, right mm-hmm. now than he was uh yeah. back in the 2000s uh back when he did not have an offside and <laughs> stuff but yeah now he's just like yeah. he's been and and he's i i think he's played some of the best cricket in like the last 3 4 years of his career like just mm-hmm. unbelievable just complete number 4 middle order batsman so Very um, yeah. Too. yeah incredibly dependable uh, in both formats actually so mm-hmm. yeah um i i think it makes sense to rest him especially out of anybody uh, same with wagner i think wagner 
absolutely needs uh, a day of rest. Yeah, but I don't think Wagner. So he probably he'll agree to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dictionary. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can be bowling Wagner for like eight, ten over spells in 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 either of these three games. It doesn't matter if yeah if he wants to or not. I think I think you'd want to keep him fresh for. Uh, yeah, maybe just like you know, ease him in, give him give him like a few yeah. hours to get get the feel of things and get the feel of the Duke's ball, which is also something fairly new to New Zealand. They haven't really played with the new Duke's ball still, so yeah, maybe they'll want to give all their bowlers a feel for it. So I don't think Wagner might be bowling any long spells. Yeah, Bolton Saudi would love to do Duke's ball. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be. Uh, I yeah. mean, so I think that's what that's what's interesting about the the England side also. It's so young, and uh, if. Uh, New Zealand win the toss and choose to bowl on a cloudy day. I mean, I know it was it was probably like one of the hottest days in England today or something. But yeah, if it's like a, if it's like a cloudy day with a breeze blowing and a Saudi and bold uh, bowling at at this young England team and just running through them, that will be a pretty dramatic experience for them. But you know, I, I guess no better learning experience than that. Yeah, true, uh, and. Even coming back to Ross Taylor, just just before we move on to the next point, um, there's this one shot I really remember of, and this actually came to my mind after you said that you know Taylor never had an offside game. Uh, I think this was one of his first few uh, series against Sri Lanka. The guy actually swept Lasith Malinga for four in a Test match. Yeah, I, I remember this. I remember this shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mad guy. He, he was a much he was a much more audacious player back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I thought he would be like a 2020 specialist, but he's become much more of a, much less of that. Yeah. Uh, over the years, and his T20 career has been underwhelming. Like if if you actually saw the ability of uh, Ross Taylor, you know, it, in his early days, and even in the 2011 World Cup when he smacked Pakistan, like you know, it it felt like Ross Taylor was also one of these players born to play T20 cricket, but just didn't pan out that way. Yeah, I mean, when he changed his game, I think he became more measured, and and mm-hmm. and and so I think that just led itself to fifty yeah. overs Test match. I think you know his, his overall legacy is probably better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I remember that shot. That shot was pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Jofra Archer, unfortunate, uh, another injury probably ruled him out for the whole English summer. Um, we don't know whether he wants to play cricket or not. If he doesn't recover from this injury, he has been giving out some damning statements about early retirement and stuff. So, with that in our minds, who do you think England looks as as the long-term replacement? Are there any bowlers, apart from the obvious shot of Mark Wood, any any from the current pool that they've picked in the series? Do you think England's looking to keep an eye on that as well? I mean, Mark Wood is 31, right, and he's kind of injury-prone, so. Mm-hmm. He can't be even if you wanted to. Um, and I think the the great thing about England at this point was that they had like two of each type of bowler, right? Yeah. Like, so they 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 had Wokes and Curran and Broad and, and Anderson as the mm-hmm. sort of swing the uh, movement in the air, or movement of the scene type guys. Anderson and Curran were more were more swing guys, and Broad and Wokes were the the, the movement of the scene type guys. And then you had the express pace dudes. You had Archer and you had Wood. And because they were so injury prone, you could rotate them. You could, you could, you could basically play one or the other. Or and if you got you know a test in like Johannesburg or Durban or or, or Brisbane, 
you could play both, right? And and that was like the perfect thing about this this, this England bowling attack. Mm-hmm. And I think if Archer is going to be like an uncertainty to play for them ever, then that's that's a real concern for England. Actually, I mean they they have to really look at um, they have to really look at that because this happened with um, Steve Finn as well. Because you know, yeah. ideally he would have he would have also been an option right now if they hadn't like overbowled him to death and you know just completely ended his career. So yeah, I mean. I think what England should probably look at is, I mean, they. I think Wokes and Curran are the obvious replacements to Brown and Anderson if that if they ever choose to retire. But uh, I think I guess Ollie Stone is right now just the other the other guy that we know will get into Test match squads for the, for the next few years for sure. So I mean, I guess for lack of a better better option, I, I guess I'll go Ollie Stone. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing too, because I think Wood probably, with the backup option to Archer, is going to get a good run of games now in the English side, and uh, Stone probably is his backup. So I think that's the success in order. And I completely agree with how uh, Curran and Wokes are the successes for Anderson. Anderson, though, machine man, with 40, 41 years old, and he's still playing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think he wants to get to Shane Warne's record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might he might, he might just actually try uh, yeah. go till forty five or something. But yeah, maybe yeah. I think this is his fifteenth or sixteenth English summer, or maybe he, more. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I mean he's gone through so many weird. I mean, I, actually not so many because ever since Broad came, there's been like a level of stability a lot around the the English bowling lineup. But yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the bowlers that he was bowling with early on uh steve harmison matthew hogger uh, steve harmison i think yeah. and goff was around when anderson debuted first wow okay that i mean so that's really old right that's like you um there was like a time when like graham onions was a, was their third option dude tim Bresnan. they even had the third the, option uh, guy the irish guy boy rankin they they Got him, but yeah, he played like just one test, right? True, yeah, and and Rankin's retiring too, so I mean, you can oh, wow. imagine how, how much cricket Anderson's played. Yeah, so so yeah, it's been it's been insane. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think England has some thinking to do. I mean, I haven't seen too much of Ollie Stone just really blossom into that guy. I think I need the breakout game from Ollie Stone for me to like really. Look at him and be like, okay, yeah, England's ha- like that. The Mark Wood backup is we're good with that. Yeah. Um, I I think the best their best option is to just you know probably just fix everything with Jofra Arch or whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably workload management. They and they probably shouldn't have hurried Archer back into the county season. Maybe given him a, a few more weeks or months of rest uh, before they got him back. Uh, but yeah, I guess the overplaying issue is prevalent all over, and uh, maybe this is a wake-up call. And hopefully, Stone has his breakout series in this NZ tour of England. Then, uh, yeah. yeah, moving moving forward, uh, series predictions. Uh, who do you think is going to win the series? I think New Zealand takes this too. Even if they rotate, I think I think they take this too. Yeah, I think their bowling their bowling is just too strong. Exactly, and I, I think um, 
even if you look at overall squad quality, I don't think there's much to dispute the fact that New Zealand are the better side. So um, I think overall, it, it should be a comfortable series win. Probably not uh, what the English returning fans would be hoping for, but I think, yeah, it's the uncomfortable truth that they probably have to uh, make, like, make terms with. Yeah. Um, highest run scorer for this series, I think I'd go, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go left field. I'm going to go Devin Conway. I think he, he'll get both games. And I think he's going to replicate his start to the, his one day and T20 careers. Mm-hmm and uh and uh outshine everyone i think i think this is uh, he's gonna he's gonna pr- produce an interesting conundrum for new zealand uh going in i i think they're gonna rest ross maybe even both games uh-huh so i guess it 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 might not even be a conundrum because obviously you play ross taylor yeah um but yeah so i th- i think i'll go devin conway what about you um so i actually want to do one for each side so I think for England, I, I'm going to do a left field option and say uh, Burns because I've been a big fan of Burns, actually. He's actually a good player. Uh, he had a very good um, start to his career in, in the English side and then suddenly it's all just tapered off. So I actually want to see uh, Burns have a good, solid English home summer and maybe uh, make uh, that opening spot his and not have it disputed anymore. Uh, slightly unorthodox technique, but I really like how he plays. So. I think I'm going to say for England, it's going to be Burns. Yeah, shock, shocking that I didn't go with Root. But yeah, I think it's going to be Burns for them. Um, and I think for New Zealand, uh, I, I don't see uh, who to who I can actually pick out. Because from that batting lineup, all of them are actually very good. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Latham again. Because I think he's one of the best test openers in the last two, three years. So uh, I think it's going yeah. to be Latham for New Zealand. Between yeah. the two left-hand openers, I think it's it's going to be Latham because he's just a bit more consistent than Burns right now. Yeah, if I if I had one knock against Burns, and Burns had a very good Ashes, uh, mm-hmm. and then I think he got injured, which is where the opening rotation even started. Yeah, uh, and and since coming back, he's been kind of you know on and off. So uh, I think I think that's that's one of the perils of getting injured and, and yeah. your team not not having too much trust exactly. in you. And when uh, the two players who were in the in the fray when you were injured, they start performing, then it also becomes exactly. a bit of like pressure on you. And I guess uh, coming back from injury, all that probably played on it, uh, on his form. Yeah, but Burns, to me, it strikes like he's going to score like a 50 and then like, Three thirties in this in mm-hmm. this tournament, which for England that might actually just end up making him the the top run scorer. Oh yeah. Um, if if it's for England, I I I'd actually go uh, Zach Crawley. Um, I think that one innings I saw of him in Ahmedabad. Uh, I think I'm re- I really like his technique as a Test batsman. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. So I I think. And and especially the way he was uh, playing the fast bowlers, he he still has a bit to like he get he gets his foot stuck to the ground like mm-hmm. nailed to the ground with spinners. Yeah, it's not that great, but I think with uh, with pace bowlers, I think his hand eye coordination is like top notch. He's he's just really good at timing the ball. So uh, yeah. I, I'll take I'll take Crawley. I think if you want two players in in New Zealand, if you, to always like consistently give you runs in a test series, it will be 
uh, Latham and Nichols. And I mean, obviously Williamson is there, but like, yeah, those two guys have been kind of the henchmen to yeah. Kane Williamson uh, in the recent years with just how consistent they've been. So yeah, Latham's a pretty good show. Yeah, I think actually if you look at the whole um, batting order of New Zealand, they, they battle like number nine and um, all of them can average 30, 40 runs. So it's a pretty good batting side. So it's very hard to pick uh, who would be the best run scorer in any given series. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I hope that we, we are close to the predictions this time as well. Um, yeah, then moving on to the next category, which is wicket takers. Um, yeah, you can you can start off with it. Um, okay, if you're doing both both teams, I'd go. I don't think Wood is going to play both games. So let me go. I'll go. Uh, James Anderson mm-hmm. for England, and I'd go. Uh, actually, no, scratch it. I'd go Stuart Broad for England, and uh, I'd go um, Tim Saudi for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Broad usually alternates between his series. <laughs> uh, usually, he has one great and then one all right, so so. So, and and he's he's unstoppable at home. So I I mean, Stuart Broad. Uh, I th- I think he gets it. And um, I think I think if any bowler legitimately has a chance to give these guys the the, the New Zealand batting order top order some kind of trouble, mm-hmm. uh, especially the left-handers in, um, in yeah, it's probably broad. Yeah, it's broad. Yeah. So uh, that's why I'm going with broad. I think I think Saudi is gonna enjoy like a sort of like a a, a, a real comeback with the with the Dukes ball. I mean, he's been pretty good in tests recently, so I can't say comeback, but. Yeah, it's going to be like old school Saudi again. He's going to get he's going to get like a five wicket call for sure um, with this new, with this Duke's ball, I think. Yeah, I think I, I I'm uh, more or less inclined to have the same predictions. I was going to think brought to especially given how uh, New Zealand have uh, two main left-handers in Nichols and uh, Latham, uh, plus uh, possibility of Conway also playing. So. Broad has a lot of high-profile targets lined up already, and he does do well in England. So I think he was going to be my shout for their highest wicket taker, and also with uh, vice captaincy now, I think he's he's going to want to like you know have a good series. And with New Zealand too, I think yeah, it's probably going to be Southie because uh, absence of uh, Bolt, I think Southie is going to be the one leading the bowling attack. Jameson, I did think of, but um, I think he does. Have a lot of advantage against, uh, uh, I mean, against the English batters with his height and his pace and the bounce and everything. But I think it's going to be Southie with uh, the most wickets this season. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know how fast Jameson normally bowls? Like how quick he's because from his action, it doesn't look like he bowls very fast. He he does uh, hit the one forty one forty five mark pretty often. So I mean, I won't say he's express pace, but um, yeah, he he does bowl decent pace. Okay, yeah, because I feel like um, the height factor, like to me, it doesn't yet feel like it's a, it's another like Morty Merkel where it's just really, um, where where it's really like bothering um, players. Like even when he bowls good lengths, he's getting that extra. Uh, he's just getting it into uncomfortable heights for the batsman. Mm. So uh, I'm not sure if I see that with him yet, but. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, he's, he's he's been fantastic at home. Yeah. Uh, this is also, but, his first abroad test series for New Zealand, so that's yeah. something exciting to look forward to. 
Yeah, I mean, this is about as favorable as, it, as you can get mm -hmm. uh, for a first abroad series. But yeah, I, 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 I think that's why I'd, I'd lean. I, 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 I'm not there with Jameson just yet in Test cricket. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, maybe this series changes my mind on him. I mean, he's definitely very talented. I, I, I like, I, I like, you know, sort of his consistency mm. and and where he goes. But but yeah, to me that that sort of monumental level of like fear or like you know where it's like okay, this guy's genuinely going to trouble batsmen mm. and make them uncomfortable. To me, I don't see that just yet. Yeah, um, maybe maybe over time, like probably gets more experience. And We'll know how to use the yeah. ball to bounce and move as much as Mokil did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think among the the two highest wicket takers, I think I'll. Oh, that's that's difficult. I, okay, you know what? I'll I'll cheat. I'll say they tie. Uh, <laughs> it's a very diplomatic way of ending it. Yeah, I mean that's the harder prediction, also, right? I mean to get yeah. both of them to. To have the same amount of wickets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good betting. Um, I'm gonna go with broad though, just because of the home advantage. I'm gonna go with broad. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little safer. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that brings us to the uh, end of this episode. Cricket's back tomorrow, uh, and I hope everyone has a first day of the English Test summer. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's it's fun. I hope the series is good and more competitive than I, I anticipated it to be. And uh, yeah, I can't I can't I can't wait forward to you know uh, overreact to whatever happens and, and pronounce uh, early you know proclamations of what's <laughs> going to happen in the in the Test Championship. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, good good talking uh, cricket again after a while. Uh, so yeah, but yeah. until until the next episode again. Uh, this is Alan signing off, and yeah, this is Ani. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Have a good one, guys. Yeah, bye bye.